Blog Talk Radio. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Thanks a lot for tuning in to the session as we do uh, pretty much every Tuesday, our uh, podcast here. Um, we're going to do a show tonight. It's a little bit different tonight. Um, we're coming in. You'll notice we don't have any music playing. Uh, we've been doing the show for a long time. A lot of different friends have uh, helped out or come in and been a part of it, called in, and... Uh, it's just, you know, kind of whatever is going on in our life is uh, what we put here on the show. And uh, so we're dealing with a little bit of something different this week that we kind of have to acknowledge um, before we can uh, do anything else. And uh, we've had a friend pass away, a friend that uh, was a big part of the show when we were first starting out the podcast. And uh, he he helped out a lot. He produced and he was on mic a lot and uh we just found out in the past week that he uh passed away we f- uh, found this out on uh friday so it's all very new to us um but we're going to come back and we're going to try to do as much of a show as we can we're going to come in a little bit cold here now and just talk a little bit and kind of get amped up and get things off our chest so that we can do hopefully something else when the time comes uh, my name is Robert Reagan, uh, always, uh, joined with, uh, Mitch Rogers. We always do this podcast. Uh, Noodle is here with us. Um, but, uh, friend of ours, Dan Duggan has, uh, passed away and, uh, he used to be on the show a lot and help us out with the show a lot. So it's only natural as friends and, uh, you know, showmates and roommates, we used to live together. Uh, we could just kind of got to it wouldn't be right just to, we couldn't just come in and start the show back up. So we're going to talk a little bit and get a couple, maybe share a couple stories. We invite you, if anybody's listening live tonight, to call in. Uh, maybe you could share uh, similar stories if you knew Dan or, uh, you know, uh, anything that you want to get off your chest or any stories or ideas or memories. Uh, that number, if you want to call in. Uh, tonight and talk with us is 347-838-8764. So uh, please give us a call. And uh, we, we, we can just, we're just going to share a couple stories and, and uh, get the ball rolling that yeah, way. And I like that we have our show. Like our, it, it, we have this show. We do it every week. He was such a crucial part of it, especially at the very beginning. Um, the show, gives us, gives, I think, gives us the forum. And the right to, uh, if something happens in our lives that's affecting us, we can, you know, use this forum. And, um, we try to keep it as light and as friendly and and happy as possible. But this is something that sits so close to home to us. And for as many people who listen to the show and comment on the show as well. So, uh, it's just something we're going to get, you know, start off with. And I think the dynamics of this show, and we don't, you know, in, in classic style, you don't, spell out the framework of the show every episode you know we intend you to listen and kind of figure that out but um the nuts and bolts of it is uh rob and i have been best friends since sixth or seventh grade uh dan duggan has been one of our great friends since 1995 94 95 so this show is built the substance of this show is built on the fact that we are all 
pretty much best friends and no, no, no question about it. Noodle's been in our lives for seven years. We hang out every week. We get lunch together three to four times a week. This show consists of true friendship and Dan Duggan was a true friend to everybody involved in this. Um, so it's, 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 it's just very hard to do a show without uh, talking about his life and what he represented, um, at least in a sense. And I'm, I'm glad we have the forum to be able to do that because he's a one of a kind man, one of a kind dude, always, always ready to quip, always ready to be sarcastic. Uh, we've had running things on this show that you will remember if we've said RG three bra, probably 3000 times on this show, his, you've you've probably said it too, but just just let it be known. That was invented by Dan. Dan coined that term. Dan coined RG three bra. We then went to, why were we in, was it my bachelor? Why were we, we were in Charlestown running around yelling RG three bra to every black guy with a Redskins jersey on. <laughs> like, you know, like if you really like we were running around saying RG three bra, like right when he, right when they made the trade, they, he hadn't even been drafted yet. The trade was made and they just thought he was coming. RG three bra, that term was coined on this show with him. And that's his Twitter handle. Also it was RG three bra. Um, I don't know where to begin or end. I just want to. I just so, want to get the dynamics that we're all like. And everyone that started this show had been friends from high school for a long time. Right. Yeah. No. And and you know, the sh- like the show is basically whatever's going on in our lives, you know, good or bad. You, we we you know we wear it and uh, we uh, again, you know, this is open for anybody who wants to call in and talk or comment or give us a call three four seven eight three eight eight seven six four. We found out on Friday afternoon, like after work, and it was one of those real shocking things. You know, you you uh, you don't believe it because we're still we're young, you know, so you don't believe it. And uh, we think we're young, yeah. <laughs> the but in the grand scheme of things, yeah, we are. <laughs> the um, so you 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 tend to not believe you don't believe it at first, but when you when you realize that it is true, it's real sad. But just consumed with so many memories over the weekend, and uh, just having a short chance to kind of uh, commune with some people on uh, with uh, Doctor Professor Scott Hook, okay. who's uh, a okay. friend of the show, been on the show many times. Got get to see him just for a short time on Friday, and uh, you know talk and can uh commune and then on uh getting you and i hanging out on saturday, yeah, saturday and watching big. the big, uh yeah, watch UFC. ufc um which which i had to go back and watch all the undercut we watched the one football it was cool we just talked about dan like pretty much yeah. the entire time watched the final fight um i needed it though. i watched it i watched the pay-per-view you tried I the you, undercut. you tried i kept talking i'm i'm annoying i had fights. the power seat where i could talk and watch yeah you're right there right, right where yeah. you are now yeah, exactly. and, I had a, and I'm right here, and I keep, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but it's a you know, it's a dealing with death is such a uh, process, and everybody you know, you can you if you've taken any classes in human psychology, you know you, and if you have dealt with death in your life before, you know that there is a there is a protocol and a means of like dealing with it of all different uh, you know thoughts and uh, 
uh, just takes you to many different places, but you, you, you experience so many different steps in this whenever you experience something like this, but just over the weekend. So, and again, it's been such a short time that I'm not in any, you know, I'm not, I'm not past this yet. The, uh, but so many memories, uh, just like kaleidoscope, like spinning around in my head, or I, I think I likened it to a, uh, the anti-gravity ride at the fair. I think they had one at King's Dominion that basically just spins until you stick on the side of the wall was like my, my mind with memories, uh, you know, of Dan and things that I hadn't even just, I hadn't even thought of in, uh, years and, uh, looking for pictures and stuff like that. You just stumble across memories and, uh, just things that you never, even what I thought you would, you would bring up again or, you know, Dan, we, we went on a trip to, uh, to, um, California one time and I was, uh, he was, he was my roommate at the time and I was going out to, uh, we were going out to hang out with some friends, but I was also going to look at a, a school in LA and we had this whole week planned out where we were going to show up. We were flying into LA, but we were going to go to San Diego for a couple days. Then we were planning on coming back to uh, Hollywood for a couple days. And then we were going to close um, the uh, week out. The at West a, Coast tour. <laughs> at a, uh, uh, I had like this timeshare or something, you know, we didn't, you know, we, it was just like a place to stay. And that was going to be in, uh, man, I can't remember. Just in, in, somewhere in between uh, um, San Francisco and L.A. on the coast. I can't remember what the – it's – I can't – anyway, I, it's not important. So we get there, and as soon as we get there, a friend of ours in uh, L.A. is like, hey, you know, somebody we were planning on seeing, like, for a portion of our vacation is like, hey – I'm house sitting a house in uh, the Hollywood Hill, Hills, and it's awesome. And w- whatever you guys are planning on doing, cancel your, your plans because this is what we're doing. So we were like, "Well, we act, we can't do that. You know, we already have plans. We're gonna we'll come back." And so we went to San Diego, and the whole way to San Diego, I think we were both kind of like second guessing, like, "Man, that house in the Hollywood Hills." <laughs> Oh, so yeah, we, we had pretty much it's San Diego is not super far from LA it, 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 except for like traffic and crazy drivers, but we get all the way to San Diego and stay. We're planning on spending the night and we hadn't made a reservation yet. We stay, we were there for like a long enough to eat and walk around a little bit. And then we decide, no, let's go back to LA. Right. So we haul, we haul it all the way back to LA. So it's, it's basically like a four or five, it's, it was like with traffic, like a five hour car ride for like a two hour time in uh, San Diego. And we come back and we, uh, we stayed, we, you know, stay at this house in Hollywood Hills with friends, ended up having the most incredible baller time, uh, in this awesome house, the house next door to the house we were staying at had actually burnt down, but they still had the frame to the house, just no like roof on it. Party in it? No, the the people <laughs> who owned the house that we were in bought it and used it as their yard. So they planted a garden in it. So there's a frame for a house like standing around, you know, like yeah, around yeah, this garden yeah. that's enclosed. <clears throat> and ball, so right? we, we yeah we just hung out there like you, it was almost like a, a secret garden you know it was basically yeah. like animals couldn't get in unless they like flew in 
uh, and it was like manicured like perfectly. <laughs> had this awesome time. We had so much fun that we ended up staying there until like I mean we stayed there like we we pretty much decided Did you we meet weren't Christine at, Aguilera in an elevator. I, I was touring a school in uh, <laughs> on Sunset Strip. There's the Los Angeles School of Film, and we that was the whole reason I went out there was to tour the right. school. So we went there and we met with like you know people and Dan went with me and that was like a cool thing because uh he did he, he you know he was up for every like adventure that we were on and uh so he went to the school with me and we're touring it and the guy who was giving us a tour was like a really really cool guy and he's taking us everywhere and he's kind of like trying to impress us a little bit what is the name of uh what is the uh remember that show it was like, oh man, I can't remember what it's called now, but it was like a cop show and it had like Ricky Schroeder on it and it had like this old guy and he had that redheaded guy. Is it NYPD Blue? David NYPD Blue, right? Yeah, yeah. David okay. Caruso. So I think like NYPD Blue was just like ending at that time <laughs> or whatever. So whoever, when David, when whoever David Caruso sh- thought he had a Hollywood acting. He was already gone. He was already no, gone. He thought he had a movie career. Right. But oh, yeah, Schroeder, he already left. Schroeder took him over. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So, but whoever the other guy was who stayed there the whole time who, uh, who like Elmos? Elmos, uh, uh, he's a Spanish guy, right? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the short guy with like balding and a mustache. Oh, dude, he said he passed away a few years ago. Anyway, just like a week or two before he we went down there, he like showed his butt on network television. Yeah. So the guy who's giving us the tour is really trying to impress us, and is like, uh, oh yeah, you know, whatever this guy's name is, can't think of it right now. Somebody's like yelling it right now. Uh, he was like, yeah, you know, I went down to get my car out of the parking garage last night and he was walking in the door. He was like, you never know who you're going to see here. Well, at the time, and I'm not sure the building where the Los Angeles, uh, film school is on sunset. It was originally Andy Sipowitz, Dan- Dennis France, Dennis France. Yeah. The, um, so that building was the originally the RCA recording studio. And, uh, it was like a big deal. So like, there's all these famous albums that have been recorded there. And there's still a couple floors there that are owned by RCA. So the the person giving us a tour, like, took us down to the basement and introduced us to, like, security and everything. And we and he had already said, you know, second and third floor here, still owned by RCA. You never know who you're, you're going to see here, right? He was trying to, like, build up Dennis. You have, a, you have a possibility of running into Dennis France here. You may or may not know this, but you might run into the guy who just showed his butt on network television. <laughs> so we go to and leave. He was fresh off a few Emmys. This guy's a hot. Yeah, he was a big deal. So we go and we leave the basement. <laughs> you know, we get back up on the elevator and we're going back up to like fifth, fifth or sixth floor. But as soon as we get going, the like it, the, the, it stops on the next floor, right? Where there is like a, uh, it's like where the parking garage is or something, right? And two girls get onto the. Um, the uh, elevator with us and not really recognizing. It's got to be hot. It's one's Chris, right? I'm not trying to like. Yeah. So one of them's short of the story. One of them's Christina. No, no, no. When they're walking on, like when Christina's walking on there, before you know who she is, are you guys like looking at each other like. Well, this is also like single dudes. Way before. uh, Okay. This is my memory. This is also way before. Oh, there's a hot girl on. This is way before The Voice. This of is course. like shortly after like genie in a bottle. Honestly, it's like two thousand three. Like barely. Yeah. Three this is like this is like uh, two or three, right? It's before or after the. I think it was just the after. European vacation. 
I think this was like around 2000, 2001. It was before. The, I think I lived with you guys, didn't I? Or like right before we lived together? Okay. Do, uh, I got out producer, of school. I got out of school in 2001. Find out when... Um, uh, find out when um, this might be the first thing the producer has ever done. Requiem for a Dream came out. That that was a movie that was out. <laughs> he said, "I just got Dennis Friends." Requ- Requiem. He's for on a the dream. Google tip. Requiem for a Dream was a movie that was out that we went to see while we were there. Ah, I love so, it. So, um, I'm going to say that's 2002. I want to say it's 2001, 2002. That's what I was thinking. 2001, I think I was 2002. Around, but it could be 2001. Definitely. 2002 is what I'm thinking. 2000. But, you know, it could have been like a, it was a small artsy th- theater. It wasn't the year 2000. It was probably 2001. Okay. Right. So, anyway, got to the bottom of that. So, the guy is trying to. We still to, do our show. We still The door fight. opens we up. We still fight over stupid shit. And uh, <laughs> two girls get on, and they're wearing total street clothes, but in L.A., but like, you know, di- totally. Di- di- again, Christina Aguilera wasn't who she was now, you know, then. It was maybe like was on pretty, her second album. But they're or big, uh, big. No, well, she was Disney big, you know. No, no, she's big then. Two thousand one, she's already got. She's she's her and Britney are battling head to head. That's her prime, man. It wasn't her prime. That's her prime. She got much bigger after. She got much oh, bigger after. No. no, because nobody knew who, who she was. Like when she we got came bigger home. in the when breasts. We came home, <laughs> That's what when we came home and told everybody, uh, it was like, uh, dude, that's, I'm telling you that if two thousand one is her prime, man. Yeah. Right, Britney, and then we're ninety-seven, ninety-eight. I think she got bigger after. She definitely got bigger after. She had bigger songs after that point. Genie but anyway, she had dark hair. She had dark hair at the time too. And this is before she, anybody had like seen her with, the, you know. Anyway, so she's wearing street clothes, dark hair, and she had this nose ring that looked like a claw coming out of her nose. It was like really bizarre. Was it sexy? Like, did you think it was sexy? The um. No, the claw, no. It would look like something was scratching its way out of her nose. And she was wearing a lot of makeup. She was wearing, like, a lot of makeup to ride. A, and she was p- tiny. You know, at the time, she was, t- you know, she was t- tiny. But this was, this was before she was married, and I think she had a kid in there somewhere. But, uh, so anyway. She looks better now. Have you watched her voice this year? She's better. No. Yeah, so if you think of her voice before where her, like, boobs were pushed to her face, she's not doing that anymore. She's, like, skinnier, and she wears outfits that are okay right is that a good right sorry but okay so the one other thing that was that <laughs> totally popped into my mind on this trip i wasn't even trying to get into the christian yeah episode. i know I like, so come on we went show. to uh we had been hanging out with some people in the venice area we met some of our mutual friends were like living in the venice area so we were like you know out there and we would be on the venice boardwalk in the muscle beach you know area and one day we were there, we got there, it was probably like the first, I think it was like the first time we got there. And we got there early in the morning, which wasn't even super early. It was like nine o'clock in the morning, but it was before like, it was as everything was starting to open on the boardwalk. And if you've ever been to Venice Beach, there is yes. this like famous dude who has been there since I was a little kid. And he still was there like a year ago when I was there. <laughs> You're telling me that. And it's, it's like a homeless Anyway, I originally thought he was homeless. It has since been told to me that he's not homeless no. and he's extremely wealthy. He lives in yeah, Hollywood Hills. Yeah, he, like he supposedly has like a six hundred thousand dollar condo or something. Like you know. Anyway, so anyway, there's this guy who f- forever for like thirty years or more has is like out on Venice Beach, like riding around on rollerblades. Or roller skates. Well, I think it was roller skates. White Men Can't Jump. He's on the him. beginning of White Men yes. Can't Jump. He's in another movie, too. If he, anything that's associated with Venice Beach, you'll see him. And he's normally wearing, like, a, like I don't know, a sequence, like, 
uh, robe or something you know. with like you roller know. skates or roller blades. And I like, like a mini. You don't know, but you described like sequins and roller blades. He, he wears something that looks like it would be what a boxer a boxer's robe. You've would be, you've you know? seen him before. Google him. Google Venice Beach. Roller, uh, roller Venice blade, Beach. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. The dude plays Jimi Hendrix like all the time. So anyway, he has like this mini amplifier, and he's going around playing like a electric guitar. <laughs> You're producing today. And uh, <laughs> so we got there, and I had been telling Dan about this guy. And as soon as we get there, like I'm like Dan, you know, chances are we're gonna see this guy. And uh, sure you, enough, as soon as we get there, we had just blades. as soon as we got there, we parked the car, we get out of the car, and he's there. Right, the guy's yes. like skating away from us. Yes. You know, like, totally, like, skating away from us, playing guitar, you know, but we can't hear it. And I can't remember if it was me or Dan. And this is, like, before the time. So, this is, like, before the big onset of, like, um, cameras. That's him. That's him. Yeah. Harry Perry. Harry Perry. Harry Perry. L.A. official. Harry Perry. Harry Perry. 600,000 in there. He's, like, uh, um... So this is before the onset of like ha- everybody having a camera. Digital phones, right? You had to like, about, like this is before the onset of everybody having like a a, a phone on, or a camera on their phone. You know, so we actually had a. <laughs> we didn't even have a digital camera. We had like film cameras. You know. Yeah. <coughs> you you could go to Seven Eleven and get a, your Kodak disposable. I think that's what we were probably using. <laughs> right. So anyway, the um. We started taking this guy's picture as he's like rolling away from us, right? But somehow he knows. He feels that little shutter clicking, right? And he like he's even wearing like headphones, but he turns around and comes rolling back to us and he's like he rolls up to us and we th- I don't know what we thought he was going to say, but he just sticks his hand out and he's like it's 5 bucks. It would have been so cool if he like tried to beat you all up cuz that made like <laughs> national news. If he just whacked us with his electric uh, guitar. This is Harry CNN. Perry. It's Harry Perry. Harry Perry. So well the dude for like Beach. wigged out because Besides. we had taken his picture as he was like skating away. Of course, that's how he makes his money, bro. And uh so he comes over and starts demanding money and uh he's like the naked cowboy. It cracked Dan the, up it. so much <laughs> that the rest of the time anytime we were on the boardwalk if he drove if he like rolled by, Dan would take like thirty pictures of them. So as I was going through pictures, I found a bunch of. I have a bunch of pictures of them. Dude, of we need, dude, yeah, if we need them. We There's need not. Them. It's just Harry Perry there. <laughs> now, uh, I mean, and that's yeah. When that happened on uh, Friday, you, you gave me the call. Um, it's weird how the grieving process starts. It's weird. Like, you, you gave me the call. It doesn't sink in right away. I think I even continued with what I was. Do- you know what I mean? You kind of continue with what you were doing for a second. Uh, it all hits in, but then I just started thinking about like all the history, and you're talking about that trip. We've known you. Not only have we all been friends for 20 years, like you said, we li- when I got out of college, you, me, and Dan lived together for a year and a half, two years. Uh, Dan lived with you longer. Uh, Dan's lived with me a, a couple times, uh, even more, more recently. Uh, and you know how intimate relationships get when. You become roommates. Your friends, your roommates. You become roommates. You still hang out afterwards. That means you're true friends. Uh, Rob and I still hang out, and we've lived together a couple times. True friends. It's just there's just something that happens there. Um, all the trips and all the vacations you take, kind of t- like you, you talked about the California trip. Uh, the cat. 
Dan's been with uh, going to Dan's River House with him the few times we've done it. All the memories. Uh, going to the Outer Banks with him a couple years ago, uh, and I've I was fi- I was trying to find some clips of him earlier where we were just talking about running around and watching you know, Shark Week while we were in the Outer Banks, planking everywhere. Uh, I, when I went to – I talk about this all the time. I went to West Virginia in the Sugar Bowl in Georgia and Atlanta, and that's that's kind of Dan's turf. Uh, Dan's dad and Dan's family is all from Georgia. Dan's dad went to Georgia Tech. Um, has a lot of family went to Georgia. WVU was playing Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Dan went with me and Kim down there, and we saw one of our great friends, Eric Recker, um, who was who when Dan like we all met Dan senior year, right? Remember Rob, like senior year. Uh, he assimilated into the crowd right away. He was he's a f- phenomenal snowboarder. Uh, our friends Eric and Chris Otway were. F- both great at it too. They clicked right away. Dan instantly in the group, not just in the group, just like way more popular than I ever was. And I, I'd put like, you know, 15 years of service into it. Um, Dan and I had the houses after, after we graduated that we'd be at pick and pay parking lot. And we all needed a place to kind of chill afterwards. And we'd split the crew into two and half the crew would go to Dan's house. Half, half the crew would go to the room of doom at my house that was the quest for the keg where we're going to have that thing um you don't realize all that you know all like when you when you when you're developing relationships with people you don't know everything until you kind of look back on it you don't look back on it while it's still omnipresent and, and with you right you're like you know rob and i have way more memories than that you know but it's just unbelievable like there was a whole language developed for dan <laughs> Like Dan, which is hilarious. When I tell all people that he was on the podcast, they're like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a second. Because we've heard him on the podcast. And we have some clips. We'll play later. He, he can't understand him a lot of times. The whole language was developed for him called Rom. Was it Romsom, Rob? <laughs> like, because when Dan was hanging out with us, it sounded like Romsom, 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 Romsom. His nickname in high school was Romsom because of, of of this thing a whole language developed everyone he's he the people he touched is unbelievable i went to a co-worker of mine uh carrie who she split off to liberty in 11th grade so so i went in and i said hey i don't know she knows a lot of, she was in band with us so she knows zach she knows a lot of us so i was like oh i don't know you know i'm telling the situation with dan and she goes what are you talking about she's i went to bradley with him uh yeah like carlos tim he was a skateboarder he was the skateboarding kid in sixth grade like transcending into my work you know what i mean like he's he's touched so many people uh it's it's hard you can't even do do justice you know doing this and i'm glad we have the forum to do it um if anybody wants to call in three four seven eight three eight seven six four i know we have a big fat horse on the website and the Facebook page. We're never going to let you really know all about Fat Horse. It's going to be a mystery forever. But to give it to you a little bit, the War Horse and like three other movies were out at the same time. And Dan basically and I created a fake 
plot involving a horse struggling with weight issues. And we thought if it was put in the right hands, not Adam Sandler, but someone that could do it, it could be the, the greatest comedy of all time. I don't know if we should pursue this, Rob, and spend you know countless hours making a screenplay for this movie, Fat Horse, but I will entertain the idea. So that kind of, I'm just explaining the meaning of that. We're going to miss him. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And um, it's going to be tough. And I think the process has to work. And Rob, like, and we talked about it. When you talk about being young, absolutely we're young in, in that world of, 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 of how you go through this, right? It's hard to figure out when the time is you go from like the grieving to the, the celebration of life. Um, we'd like to think that this we'll, we'll, we'll try to do that tonight because I know he was the most witty, sarcastic person we've ever met, um, ever met. And he did it with such a charm and style that you still liked him afterwards because some people that have that. For um, all the wit and all the sarcasm, I never recall him like splitting, like splitting hairs with anybody. No. Though. Like being like, he got along like well with anybody. And, uh, you know, even uh, like just, I, I don't ever remember him being the problem with the guy who started static or was, you know, no. looking for somebody to no. back me up. You know, there's like, some uh, pictures from, remember when we lived together? Who did he fight at Gold Cup? Was it Barnes? I can't remember. remember? <laughs> now, in, for anybody who's listening and don't know what Gold Cup is, Gold Cup is a local, <laughs> a local horse, horse race, race, which when you were young, we thought was more of a... I think I went <laughs> to it for years without even seeing a horse. Oh, yeah, we yeah. thought it was a drinking contest or something. Because, you know, it, it was like a big social event, and it's on the same day as the Kentucky Derby, and have gone to it with Dan, like, you know, every year, you know, for like 20 years, right? And it's like two times a year. And it, so Dan was somebody we were very commonly there with. And everybody fought, like, once or twice at Gold Cup. I don't remember him fighting. I do remember oh, one time I had gone with Dan, and we got uh, separated, and... um the, there was some girl that was hanging out with our group who was no longer hanging out with our group, and I can't remember what her name was. But anyway, so <laughs> we it was like the day of Gold Cup, and like uh, we noticed that Dan and this girl were like flir- you know kind of being flirty, and you know we're drinking heavily because it's Gold Cup, and uh, not because you're 21, right or 18. I, mean, I don't even know. We might not. Yeah, we were able to drink at that place uh, since we were 16. The uh, so before we knew it, Dan <laughs> is holding this girl's hand and they're walking around and we're kind of like giving each other elbows, like, "Hey, look!" So Dan broke off from us and we lost Dan. We didn't see Dan for like a while. This is like halfway through Gold Cup, and we had all ridden there together and we're parked on Members Hill. So we go, <laughs> over, like we're walking around and it's thousands of people. You're not going to just find somebody out of nowhere. And we found, you know, we looked around for Dan forever. And then we found Dan, like, sitting underneath. It was like a hot day, right? And he was sitting underneath the tr- the car we came in on. And uh, because he had been looking for us and he gave up looking for us. And, like, we're all, like, tired and it's out. we've been outside. The worst. the worst thing to do is to drink liquor underneath the sun. You know, in the spring when you think like, oh, it's not, it's no oh, problem. Oh, Gold Cup, you're drinking everything. Anything presented to you. Liquor, beer, wine. Young. You're young, probably under 21. <laughs> rolling around. But, 
Dan found some senior citizens that were like taking care of him. They had like bottled cold bottled water for him and stuff. And <laughs> we were like, thanks for taking care of him. Dan lost the girl though. The girl I can't think of what her name was. I don't think we found her. I think we left without her. But then you know it could always go back to Dan's house, his dad, his dad's house where we hung out so many times and had so many like great memories. Oh gosh, playing pool or watching movies or listening to music or playing video games. We were just talking. To- well, and it sucked for me because they'd split the group. The crew would split in two, and I didn't get the chance. To- Our house was basic. We're in like some gross basement. Dan's house was fantastic. In the, back in the day of Nintendo <laughs> really sixty four, oh, Golden Eye, we played Golden Eye like so. Nonstop. Shout out to Doug Warden for bringing that up. He brought, did you see him bringing it up on a message? He said, mm-hmm. "I've never played so much. I, I learned how to master Golden Eye going to dance." I have so many fond memories of that game because of that time. Time, you know. Um, when, when I've never had, and this is true, um, family members have passed away, but I'm telling you, like. I've logged in hours of being some next to somebody and talking to somebody. This is the closest person ever in my life. Like by far, you know, someone that's lived with me for years in my life. Uh, when you're trying to put it together, especially when we have this forum and then also when we're going get, to get together and talk with friends tomorrow and stuff, it's like the, the stories are countless, Rob, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not kidding. This is not speaking hyperbole. Dan ushered in the, Texas Hold'em Poker Revolution for so, for Fauquier County. So many flops I've seen with Dan, either either his, on TV or in person or at oh, our own games. His cousin, his his stepbrother was in college. Josh came back on a Christmas break and said, "Oh, we're playing this awesome game, Texas Hold'em." The game basically two months later went on ESPN and just exploded. And Dan became addicted to Texas Hold'em, no question about that. He tried to play you one on one. Hey, one on one, bro. One on one. Good one on one. But he ushered it in to the point where every night we got done at the bar. Every single night. We're in our, you know, this is to our mid 20s. So this is what you do. You're allowed to go to bars. Every single night at the Wilshire house, we played poker that we could have. He single handedly made me get my online account, try to play more and more and more. We just like, and he loved that game. I was over at his dad's house on Monday. We talked about him just in a, in a single second driving up to Atlantic City for no reason. I was in that junkies poker open. Everyone gets sick of it. But I, you know, 10 years later, I'll still be like, yeah, I finished fifth in the junkies poker open. But I won like $4,600. Called Dan. Dan goes, hey, can you spot me $400? I was like, yes. He comes up. up you know, hour fast, he hung up the phone. It's four hours and 20 minutes later. He's up there. Pays me back his week later, like he promised, but came up and just like that, like Atlantic City. Um, such a free spirit. Just I don't know. It, 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 it's it's really hard to like put it all into context. It's it's unbelievable. I'm in disbelief. It's shocking and surreal. I I'm sad every day. I want to move on to the celebration of life, but I don't know how to do that. You know, it's it's weird. The process is weird. Time, right? Well, celebration is kind of something you just put on. It's not an actual step of the grieving. Of yeah, yeah. So don't. Exp- I mean, that's not. You know, you're not, that's not going to come properly. No, not like no, no. I'm saying uh, celebrate. I'm saying when you speak more towards instead of the loss to what he meant to me. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I've dealt with death a lot from family members, and I've had a couple friends pass away. 
And I think a lot of times there's this Hollywood version of dealing with death or movies where you expect that you're going to get over it. But the truth is you never get over it. You learn how to get on with it. Yeah. And the best like definition that anybody can ever give to death or like not death like you hear on the news, but death like of a, of a, a loved one is it's learning how to live without a limb that you once had. So like, you know, it's yeah. like it's going on without a hand or without a foot. It's it, it's you'll always remember it, and you'll never, you, you know, it's just learning. learning you know, you just have you learn how to go on. The uh, Dan and I bought our first handguns together. That was awesome. We bought Honda Accords together. Yeah. I went. I don't know if there's anything gayer than you leaving with the same car, the same car, the Honda, the same Honda Accord, which is for moms, and we were 27 years old. I literally went. I they went I, tip to tip. I, we went tip to tip, not butt to butt on this one. That's true. We rocked it through the wilderness. Damn it! That's so good. That's so good. And, all right. So this is what happened. So this is what I grew up. the The party car was the Honda Accord, the teal green. Lasted through me and my sister is two years. It was younger. a good car. I loved it. Loved Honda Accords. I end up. Didn't you, you, know, didn't you wreck up, that car? I did. I wrapped it around a tree that was like... I could throw, in between here and, and could, Old Busthead, before stone, Old yeah. Busthead or here yeah. existed. I could throw a stone and hit it. That's how close I am. And I liked Honda Accords. So we decide... I decide to go and buy a car. And, and, and I'm not kidding. This is the parallel to this whole story. And Kim, my wife, who's in the room right now, she can vouch for this. I played in a $5 tournament that had like 1,500 people in it. It glitched out like four times, knocked out like everyone. I won the thing. I won $1,000 in a $5 tournament. I took that money and went to buy my Honda Accord. Well, Dan's with us, and he's just bored that day and wants to go with us. We go up there, and it's a friend of like Brian McLean, who's you know, one of our friends. I love dropping names, Francis, who Pal was just talking about today. Like they're like like family friends. Long story short, Francis doesn't only just sell me my Honda Accord. Well, he gives Dan the six cylinder Honda Accord. <laughs> me and Dan literally drive out with a. I have a gray, and he's got a silver Honda Accord. The same one, like 2006 model. Like, what dudes that are 27, 28 years old don't roll out with, like, Jeep with nubby tires or something, like, cool? Like, something manly. No. We'll check a mother's car that you could put, a f- like, your two babies in. A sedan. And we just rolled out with the same cars. And uh, that led on a tangent of how bad of a freaking driver he was. That dude wrecked every car he's ever owned. He was a bad driver. He, he always had every nice car. cars. He always had nice cars, and I always loved to drive them because his driving made me so <laughs> nervous. And, the, you know, it's always a callback. I'm having all these callbacks. The, uh, the, 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 um, the gold cup, the gold cup trip that I was think the gold cup that I was talking about. He had parked his car at Broad Run Church, and we all rode together. So I dropped him off at uh, Broad Run Church after um, 
after Gold Cup, and then like people go home and take a nap, and then they come back out to parties and stuff. (laughs) The uh, uh, I went to lunch the next day at Spatoni's at like eleven o'clock, and he was still sleeping. It's still in sleeping truck. in the truck. But he always had, and that, that truck, he later on got in an accident. I remember yes. like a real bad accident on 29, but yeah. he was okay. He was really lucky in that one. And, but he had, uh, the I remember when he had the Acura. The Acura was Lasted so forever. nice. I loved driving that car because we would go to clubs and I'd be like, Dan, I'm driving on the way home. And he had a Jeep. I remember rocking the Jeep oh, yeah. out. Toyota. The, uh, the one of my favorite. That was a truck you just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. The when he got the Jeep, uh, we the day that he got the Jeep, we were all hanging. It was like me and Scott, and it, I think it, it was one other person. It was either Scott, Scott's brother Brian, or it may have been Brian McLean. I can't remember who the fourth person was in no it's chris highway maybe it was chris record. i don't know somebody anyway but me and scott were there and dan had just got his new this new jeep this awesome jeep and we all cram into the jeep and we go up to tower records right loving tower records in uh tower going to tower records used to be awesome in fairfax like this humongous bookstore and half of it's like movies and music right and we would go there forever for hours because we would read like every magazine we wanted to read and every book we wanted to look at, and we'd like listen to music and everything. We'd be there forever. Well, so like five or six of us, it must have been five because we all crammed into a Jeep, uh, roll in there, and we're all looking at stuff. And we had been there for a couple hours, and I remember like we're ready to go. Dan's ready to go. Dan's like, yo, let's go do something else. He's like, I'm going to go out to the car, but he hands a tape to Scott, and he's like, hey, buy this for me. He gives him money because Scott's going to go get in line, right? So we're all, you know, I'm buying like a magazine or a book. Scott's buying a couple things. There's like two of us checking out. We go up to the checkout. Dan walks out of the store heading towards his brand new Jeep. He just got it that day. And whoever the fourth person was walks out the store too, right? Next thing I know, all this commotion starts. People are running through the store, yelling codes out. They run through the door and they run and nearly tackle Dan, like in the parking lot, right? I see them like, it looks like they're going to tackle him, but they pull up last second and they just kind of tap him on his back. And Dan turns around like he's going to. Oh, yeah, of course. They're going to fight. Like, you know, square up. Yeah. So we drop all our stuff and run out. Well, they had been watching us the entire time we had come into Tower and we had been there for like three hours. They were like, we've been watching you guys the whole time. And we saw. We definitely saw him talking about Dan stick this uh, tape into his pants and walk out of the store with it. And Scott's like, you mean the one that I just paid for? Like the the one that he came over and handed to me in line and I just paid for? Yeah. So now, like, now the, two, like undercut the two, <laughs> and, and Dan's dad is a lawyer. Yeah. And, yeah. and, the, and Scott's a future lawyer. So, so, like, so we're standing there, and, uh, so there's, and then all of a sudden there's like five of us like going, no, you're wrong. And there's three of them, two like undercover security loss yes, prevention specialists right. and a manager, right? <laughs> the two loss prevention specialists disappear, right? And the manager is just like eating his time. Oh, you know, like, hey there, fellas. <laughs> and, and, well, the, the manager basically said, we handled this completely wrong. But it was it was so kind. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> no. We're going to miss him. Uh, that's for sure. That's for sure. For anybody that's listening that's in the area, um, his viewing is tomorrow from 5 to 7 at the Moser Funeral Home. Uh, his funeral is Friday at 11 a.m. St. James. St. James Episcopal Church. So... 
But if you know, if anybody picks up on this, you got any thought, comment, memory, anything, question you want to call in, uh, give us a call. But I think we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and try to do as normal of a show as we normally I have do. Nothing prepared, which is no. Yeah, go for its eyes, go for its gills. Don't wear a colorful swimsuit and don't panic. I think those are the tips I got. Shuffling. Welcome back to the session. I'm Mitch. You guys ready to get weird tonight or what? He's Rob. I'm looking to get weird. Noodle, kid. No doubt. Coming through. La Costa Nostra. Johnny Blaze. And then you've got Tim Pal. Gangsters, what's up, guys? Ow, what the shit was that? Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey. Another suburban stereotype I've got the love for the rhythms and the grooves Despite that I'm not from the islands I'm the palest of white I put the reggae grooves together But the words that I write but I We are back, ladies and gentlemen This is the session We're going to try to kick it up And do a little bit of a show tonight After that first half Where we were talking about our dear friend Dan But this is the session We're going to try to do a little bit of Enter the session A little bit of uh not necessarily sports heading into this uh, NCAA tournament. And uh, we got some trivia. We could do a trivial show. We, I think we're going to have some callers calling in. We want to talk some uh, various things. If you want to call in and be on the session tonight, call in at 347-838-8764. We'd love to hear from you. We can talk anything. The phone lines are open. Anything, entertainment, television, movies, music. Uh, sports, Robert UFC, <laughs> Bump and Uglies. Robert Morris, Robert Morris. Jesus. Go ahead. I'm sure we'll have a caller for that. <laughs> I think we do. Stay on hold. I, I think. I think we have an old, an old bit. We used to have the bar. What was it? Calling your dad old. That's my. Oh, no, I didn't call him an old bit. I said we have an old bit where we have the bar. The bar crowd that calls in. I think we have them. By re- the way, for the quest for the keg. Yes. Oh, hold on a second. The quest for the keg. And we went to Old Busthead Brewery where, once where, again. Where are they? Where are they? Where um, are they? They're on. Oh, they're on the right <laughs> under there. We're adding to it. What's the grand total? What's the tally? I don't know what the tally is, but noodle? I, I, producer Noodle, producer Noodle, and and Noodle. If you haven't heard yet, we're all taking all of our winnings from uh, trivia night at Old Busthead Brewery, our yes. local brewery, right in Falkirk. Every County. Wednesday night, we play a very competitive, high level of trivia. <laughs> Okay, and we're taking home the winnings, oh, and awesome. it, the second week, the, I think it's the 13th of June, we're going to have a keg party with whatever, we're, we're going to buy, it's the quest for the keg. And so this keg party comes 20 years, 20 years to the week that we, to the short of one week, to that we graduated from high school. We had a high school party in my parents' basement. In a room known as I had tickets the room to fish, and I passed out no, you at your house and gave them to Scott, Professor Scott Hook. Professor Scott Hook went to fish. Kinesiology, if so he would call in tonight. So 20 years later, we are going to drink more draft beer because we would steal them from... Good draft beer. Well, my dad had a high school party 
with a keg at it that was intended, I guess, for people 21 and over. But he had a bunch of 18-year-old, 17-year-old kids there that were attempting to steal them in every way possible. And remember, Dad got upset about it and bent. It was weird. Mm-hmm. So let's relive that experience. 20 years later, we're putting that damn keg. He still owns the same house. But back then, you could get a keg party for your kids. He didn't, though. Oh, he was well, dead set yeah. against it. Well, my parents did. We could, we could actually buy our own beer pretty readily uh, yeah. uh, at that time. Any it's pretty amazing. Good high school kid came. What's amazing when you have friends that work at a local... Convenience store. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, quest for the keg. We are. We won first place tonight. Why are we holding it back? Let's let everybody know we dominated. Dominated. Very high level of trivia tonight. And we've. I don't think we've ever. Can we go on record and say we're professional trivia players? We are getting paid for our craft. All right, but that was our first number one finish. Second. No, it's not. It's our first legitimate number one finish. We've won number one prizes. It's a hand me down. We, that was our first number one. That's legit. That's legit. All right. I was just trying to call. All right. So we've had we've had the bar. We've had the bar crowd on hold for a long time. They've hung up. They've come back. I was just trying to call them again, but they've just called back again. I do believe we have someone who is contributing to his own demise in the quest for the keg because we're going to do it at his house. Am I right? This Mitch? Oh, I believe this is fire. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Just Uncle Fire, Mitch. Oh, I man. haven't talked to you for a while. I know. First of all, I want to say I, I am very, I'm very, very sorry to hear about about your friend. Yeah, no, yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, it, Fire. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's it's it sucks. We appreciate. We definitely appreciate that. Um, okay, yeah. buddy. Yeah, okay. and we've we've been missing you guys yeah. calling in. We've had yeah. you guys have called in all the time, and a lot of times we call we've in. Been during, I know. And the Pirates sees... We always talk about, like, the Pirates and stuff. They're going to be pretty different. I'm not talking about the Pirates. I, I got two other things to talk about. All right. I want How about the Penguins? I know. What are they doing right now? It's, we're in, like, a tailspin. I want you to tell me what they're doing, right? I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. Is it the coaching change? Every time I watch them, they lose. And they, and two so week- I'm afraid to turn television on. And two, yeah, I am, too. Two, week, two weeks ago, it seemed like we were on the right track. Went in pulling some separation, especially from the Capitals, and now they're right back in the mix again, and we're in a tailspin. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if I Detroit, in Detroit, like I actually, I, I've never turned a Penguins game off and failed the game in my life. And and, and I'm with okay. you. Okay. The other thing is, yes. Forget the Penguins. All okay. Right. Pass that. How about Big Ben's contract? What do you think about that? Love it. I love it. I love it. They could. It, it, me too. Me too, baby. I want to give you a big hug on that one. Yeah, so so f- any franchise is going to search for a quarterback that can be a franchise quarterback. Of course. Put up that numbers. Um, oh, yeah. That's a, that's a steal. Paid, I would have paid him whatever he wanted. Yeah, that's a steal to me. Any any team, except for there's 25 teams that would have taken Ben right now. And it's, you so have the only question I'm going to ask you on your show is, are you happy you're going to watch Big Ben for the next five years? Of course I'm happy. I, I, why would we want to go through of the quarterback? Of course you are. Yeah, why would you want what, – what, we got to draft if the he was, If he wasn't there, if he wasn't there <laughs> – Yeah. Yeah, who do you go for? Then you're then you're in that backup. You're, 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 yeah. going, you're going after like – How about the uh, 20 guys we went for in the 1980s, right? Exactly. We don't I, want any more bullets. 
We don't want to be Mark Malone's. No, I am. We don't, want to, we don't want to go there. Yeah, we don't want to be. Yeah, exactly. We don't so, want to go there. You're so you're so lucky. You're living in the golden age. So oh, I'm lucky. You guys had Terry Bradshaw four touchdowns, four uh, Super Bowls. You're Terry Bradshaw until the '70s, but 1980. Did you ever look up how many quarterbacks we had from when Terry Bradshaw left until Big Ben came? Yeah, what I mean, it, it's just like several. It's almost like Cleveland style, you know. Well, let's think about it. Like, so you had Mark. It is probably pretty, pretty. Yeah, fun. you gotta pay. Him. I would love it if it's a Steelers show. We could Bobby actually, Brister. Let's let's critique it. Well, it's Mark Malone, and then I don't know who's. Man. I don't know who's like twenty of. I know. Look, Bubby. You'd have Bubby, Bubby Brister. Brister. Guys, you wouldn't even remember. Neil O'Donnell, Mike Tomczak, Scott. Uh, there's, there's Come on, Scott. keep on going. So after Mike Tomczak was Cordell Stewart. Cordell. Uh, who, who, Mike, Maddox. name the other one. Remember, remember who, who was Kent? They're trying to name the Tommy Maddox. Do you remember Kent Graham from the Giants? I got, I got your dad here. He's trying to remember too. There was Kent Graham from the Rupert. Giants. That was the worst one we've ever had is Kent Graham. Um, Tommy uh, Maddox. Tommy Maddox came through. Cordell. I've said that because I love him. Cordell Stewart. I love him. He was... Oh, my oh, Neil O'Donnell. Of course, Neil O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell. You've hit that. I already hit that. I hit that right on the head. That's it. All right, there's a couple in between that they got that got the play. Me, me and your dad actually, we actually googled it one time, and there was like 20 quarterbacks. We were almost as bad as Cleveland. Cliff Stout. Oh yeah, Cliff Stout. Yeah. Cliff Stout. Oh yeah, Cliff Stout. Oh yeah, and, you, and, uh, that's why you Mike Tomczak. And you, I, I said, Presser, I said Tom. Jim uh, Miller. Jim Miller. Mark Malone. Do you remember Mark Malone? Cliff Stout instead of Dan Marino. Who was the black guy? Charlie Batch. Well, the black guys in the seventies. Charlie Batch. No, there was another guy. Dennis Dixon. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. There's Gilliam. There's Gilliam. But Byron Leftwich. But this is all. This is. These aren't backup, but, you, but you're naming backups to Ben Roethlisberger. So the Ben yeah. Roethlisberger era started in 2004. I'll tell you what, dude. I'll He's tell you solid, what, dude. Man. We went through so many quarterbacks. And so our, our bottom line is, was it worth to pay Big Ben $100 million for five years? Absolutely. $20 million. I Absolutely. Think, I, think, I think, yeah. I vote, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. We're sitting, we're, What's your vote? We're sitting in an area where the Washington Redskins gave up Multiple first-round draft picks and way more than that, because you would then eventually have to pay that franchise quarterback. We got one under 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 our thumb that wants to stay a Steeler for the rest of his career. He's actually giving us a cap-friendly deal as much as possible, and he'll restructure. And and it's of course you do it. It's a no-brainer. No-brainer. You get a franchise quarterback, and he's he's at the top of his career. He had the best statistics. Excellent year last year. He hasn't raped anybody in a couple seasons. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's I think we, I think we, I think it was the best thing we ever did in our lives. I, I, I agree. You know what? Now, how do you feel about watching Big Ben for the next five years? Are you all depressed about that we're going to pay him twenty million dollars a year? No. Now it's fifty-four yep. million up front. That sounds like a lot of money, but it's twenty million a year average over the five years, and that's not much more than all the. Well, and you know, has been the play. Well, and you know what, with me, I think I think we got a pretty good deal. Well, I do too. I think we got a pretty good deal. What do you What do you think? I do too. And you know what, I take. I think we got a good deal. I here's what I do. I take kind of the kindergarten approach to football. No, here's what I want to say. I don't care what they're paying these guys. Sometimes they're putting the product on the field 
And I, I'm fine with it. If he's getting $20 million, $12 million, you know, I'll feel bad. And I'll, you know, I'll feel bad maybe for him as a person. But on the football field, we're putting together the best product we can. And we got that guy for the rest of his career. And what, by whatever means necessary. That's well, all you, know, you know, Ben, in his previous pay, was paid, like, in the middle range of all the quarterbacks. Would you rather have Obama or Ben Roethlisberger? You know, you, know, you know that, right? Right. Right now, and he's he's always he, been able. He was to... he was way, but there were there was quarterbacks that were like not a, even his caliber get made paid right. more money than him. But right, I think we I think we struck a pretty good deal. I do too, I do too, and and he deserves to be. And I don't know if you think that or not, but I th- I think we did. Oh, I do. You should know. I'm telling you, he it is a great deal yeah. for us. And Damakasu or Ben Roth. It's a great deal. What what, what, what what we'd have Garoppolo? Who would we have starting next year? Who would we, we don't even have Garoppolo. We have. The, yeah, could you? Yeah, I, you remember when, when we lost Terry Bradshaw? How many years did it take us to find Big Ben? I know he suffered for 12, 14 years, and yeah, and, and the Steelers did not want to uh, suffer through that again. No, and then we won't. Cleveland Browns are going through it right now. Well, we won't. Well, we, we're going to in like five years, but at least it gave us five years. I'm, I, I'm super excited, and in the and the offense is the most talented it's ever been in my life. And that's not being facetious in any way. That is, this is the most talented offense the Steelers well, have ever can, had. Yeah, you can still build. You don't have to worry about. They've never had them. what they have right now, ever. The number one receiver, yeah, maybe I, the number I, one running I, back. I, I think we're. I think we're set up pretty good for next year. I do too. Work on the defense. Anyhow, we're gonna, we're that's rolling. all I want. I got just the best to running back in the league. All right, fire. I'm going to give you your dad here. All right, fire. Kick everyone's ass in golf on Saturday. You know I'm rooting for you. What? I'm, who's who, who's this? Bobby Moe. Oh, this is Senior. Oh, it's my dude. He's got the same middle name as me. Senior. All right, Senior. Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Moe, all the way. Yeah, Bobby. Name. Name one starter. Bobby. Bobby Moe. Bobby Moe. Name one. Name one player on Bobby Moe. Bobby Moe. All right. So, so this is my father. If y'all figure it out, Kurt. Kurt, Kurt Angle. I, oh, you're right. Kurt Dietrich from uh, Mount Lebanon. He is. He's a, he's, a, he's a steal. He's no Frank the Tank. He's no Frank the Tank. Point guard. Best point guard. He might He might go to the NBA. He might. Good. How did you Google hey, that? How did you Google that? Nice, nice head. You uh, like that, Nice huh? head, Noodle. Yeah, I'm in the club, huh? Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice head. Oh, we didn't mention it. Hey, Alex, Noodle. Alex. Alex. Alex, you're not talking, but make that tea time, man. Oh, he's got to make the – oh, so Alex needs to make the tea time. He's, he's definitely known. Alex, make that tea time. Make that tea time, Alex. Don't make – you shouldn't make fun of Noodle's head, and this is actually the truth. We were just at – guys and girls, I know. All, all, all they do is compliment them. All they do. Uh-huh. I feel bad for Christy. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I feel bad for Christy because hey, – we, like we missed you at trivia. We missed you at trivia tonight – Senior, senior, senior. Hey, Rob, Rob, did, did we win? We did came we in win? first place. Senior, senior. Did we really? First place. Quest for the keg. Oh, heck, Quest for the keg. Basement. We. How much more we got to go? How much more we got to go for the keg? We have eighty dollars right now. It's already done. So one hundred. It's already more. done. We're just waiting till eighty. Ah. We're going to June thirteenth. Ah. June thirteenth in your basement. Cake stands in your basement. My basement. Oh yeah, it's a room of doom. That's where it's happening. My basement. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, yeah. new room of doom is your basement. No, 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 no. No, it's happening in the place where it said. originally happened. 
It's Facebook. 20 years ago. Already. We're going to give uh, Mitch a Sharpie tuxedo. Oh, yeah. You guys are done. So get, get the house ready. Because you're going to have about 60 oh, class of 95 or We're in Okay, dude, I like it. Dude, black tie party, tuxedo only. Yeah. I like it. We're yeah. inviting the class I'm of 2015 to come too. We're it's all, all black. Right. It's I'm a, with you. It's a black. I'm in. It's a black tie affair. Uh, we're, Sharpie we're, buttons. I'm in. Tuxedos only. Black tie only. Oh, uh, he can. I like it. I well, like it. well, like for the mon- for the monthlies, they can bring tuxedo shirts. We don't care. No, you actually have to draw your tuxedo <laughs> on with a Sharpie marker. Well, yeah, yeah, it can't be a tuxedo shirt you buy from party company. <laughs> It's got to be like, or Spencer's, it's got to be one you make yourself if you want to do that. And I, I say this, yeah. the Mudleys, and I'm just instigating, I'm just antagonizing you because Noodle considers himself the trivia champion, but the belt goes kind of to the first person, and that is the Mudleys. So they hold the belt. Sorry, bald Noodle. It's uh, the trivial show champion. I still, hold, I still hold the belt over you. So you do. You do. Oh, that was before. Uh, that's when Noodle had his hair. He did. Yeah, he <laughs> he's was. actually, like, uh, we, we have a working theory that he's gotten even smarter now that the hair is gone. He really pulled some questions. Whoa. The riddle stuff tonight? The riddle. Yeah, Dan, you riddles. missed it. It was oh, all riddles. We missed you at trivia tonight, Senor. Senor. It, it was the worst. It was all riddles. You got first place. Well, it was it was like it was a great intervention by like I don't know what Cosmos, but Gary walks in and he wasn't supposed to come at all, yeah. and then also the noodle didn't know anything, and then he just like he got <laughs> he got hit in the head with a freaking brick, and he knew like four answers that he had already like he he cleaned up on tr- on the yeah. riddles yeah he went riddle crazy wait a minute hey wait a minute you guys wanna I got my bartender here once they ask something oh, of course hey, uh, yeah, yeah, Timmy yeah. get over here of course. Right in the city. Oh, no, nah, he's serving somebody. Oh, I mean, he's pretty upset about something. Well, what's he upset about? What, he wants to know, uh, you know, what do you guys think about Tebow going to the Eagles? He hasn't gone to the Eagles. And he's an Eagles fan. Well, I mean, why would you be upset about that? I don't know. The guy's a, the guy's a, the guy's a high-level competitor. Rob goes home and thinks about him daily. Chip Kelly like, just wanted like, to see him tip the tip. He's high energy. Rob, guy. Rob you know, wants to see that him. Rob, Rob is a tip to tip fan. Of Rob Tebow. beats off to uh, Tebow every that, night. Rob, mm-hmm. Dad, I was insinuating such, and I'm glad you said it. Because mm-hmm. yes, that's what Rob. Well, does. you know, I've, I've heard that. He mm-hmm. does. He does. He goes in homes. And- Rob, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Senor, riddle me this: <laughs> What has roads but no cars? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah, you hear me? Never mind. Go ahead. All right. What has Go roads, ahead. roads but no cars, forests, forests but no trees, and cities, cities. but no houses? <laughs> that's huh? that's the shit we dealt with today. That was a question tonight. That's I gotta think about that. Of course, and <laughs> we did not have an answer on our notepad for thirty minutes. And right when we were turning it in, Noodle came up with it at the last. Noodle second. noodled it. Ben So where we're at now is we're talking about riddles, but we were going to come Damien back. the bartender, he's an Eagles fan. He wants to talk to you. Can you, can well, you hang it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going we we to talk to He him wants too. to talk to okay, Damien. Oh, shit, it's Damien. Hey, Mitch, what's going on in there, buddy? How about? How are you doing, Damien? So, like, you know what? Hello, sir. How are you? I'm, do- I'm doing well. How are you doing? I think Chip Kelly needs a high energy guy, and that's his guy. 
Damn, do you like? I don't mind. That's this guy. He's a high energy guy. That's, I don't mind. You know what? I don't, the ball. I don't mind that they're. I don't mind they're entertaining it and bringing him in. I don't think they'll sign him actually. No. If if he has if he has some kind of motor, you, maybe you give him a chance. I don't. I don't know if he's learned how to throw. Maybe put him on a goal line. I guess so. Well, yeah. see, I think what that's what everybody's thinking is. I think he just attended that senior uh, combine. Uh, thing I think it was in Chicago uh-huh. or something, or maybe it was Arizona. I think that everybody's thinking is the time come when he's finally willing to to not play quarterback to fit, to to maybe maybe try out at tight end or at H uh, back or at fullback or something. I don't think he's successful. He's at an any athlete. Of those positions. No, I don't think he's successful at any of those positions. He's not. He's not fast enough. He's not athletic enough. He's, he doesn't have numbers that Chris he, Cooley. He has. needs to be able to throw. Like, you, you, he needs to learn how to throw. The only thing he's going to be able to do is quarterback. Maybe. Um, I just think you're just bringing him in to see what he's got. You know, if he can. Th- yeah, you're, yeah, you're just running offenses that I mean, we've seen that can't even play out. Like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I'll, I'll admit this though. I mean, when obviously Tebow won the game against the Steelers, so we're going to have that forever. But when Tebow was basically exiled from the league, all of a sudden the run option offenses took over, and now we've seen them become null and void or moot. I felt bad for him the year that I felt terrible for Tebow the year that RG three. And Wilson and, and Kaepernick were having success at that because he would have been fantastic at that offense. Yeah, if they would have run that all the time and it was in vogue. And he just got I just I just out real quick. I just don't think you can make it with 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 quarterbacks like that. Like I think I think Marcus Mariota is going to have the same thing where you can only do one thing. I, I, I just think if you can only look at half the field at a time and you have to run if it's not available, I don't think you're going to be successful. I think. Tebow's in that category. Mariota may be in that category. So ultimately, it's going to be a failure. I don't think they'll sign the kid. But I mean, is he no less than like a Kurt Warner that went away and came back? Oh, Kurt Warner was a fantastic pocket, perfect pocket quarterback. I know, but like, playing can, all you, know, you, you got to be able to have the whole craft, field. You know? I don't know. What do you think? Do you think? That, I don't think Tebow's going to be signed. No, I don't think he'll be signed. But I think he'll be right. He's going to kick the tires and everything else. there. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Make, make, making him a backup. Him. Yeah. Oh, a change of pace. I just hope they don't trade away the whole future for Mariota. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm surprised. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that Titans are taking them. As desperate as they are, I'm surprised Jacksonville's never signed him just as a backup quarterback to put some butts in the seats. I know. Yeah. 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 All right, check out a run. You want to hire your dad a little bit? Yeah, or? man. I love this. Yeah. I lo- this is a favorite senior. bit. Hey, thanks, Damien. to the senior. This is our favorite bit. This is the bar crowd bit. I like this. This is the bar. And it's, if we want to go back, if yeah. we, this, we, it's just the old Pargos. Me and Rob grew up here. We all worked in this place. Senior. Do I have senior? Do I have anyone left? You guys should come in here and hang out. You guys should do a show from here. We could do it. I know. Mm-hmm. We should. We should. We should. We should. All right. You know, a couple of drinks here and there throughout the show. No, we didn't have to do that. We don't have any. Well, all right, all right, later, Damien. Everybody, all right. I, I got to leave you with this. It, it right. Take take this as as this because <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off. Good. Your uncle Fire just told me this. You know what the advantage of uh, having cancer is? What? You don't gain any weight. That's <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You don't gain any weight, man. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 
I guess that's true. Uh, here, your Uncle Fire wants hey, to man. say something. That's a positive. So, Mitch, Uncle Fire. Yes, sir. So, so how about Damien? Did he, uh, he was a good guy, right? Dude, yeah. I love we know the him. bar crowd calling in. And anytime we can talk about Tim Damien, Tebow. Damien is the smartest sports guy that we know here when we come hang out at our water hole. I agree. Is he an old... Uh, he might be better than you. We're, we're, like, we're like busting him against you. No, he's he's absolutely better than me. I, were, I, were you impressed? I, I, no, I've been impressed my whole life. I've known Damien for years. He's he's definitely well more knowledgeable about sports than I am. He absolutely is. So, so I, I don't even know what you guys were talking about. Did he? Did he? Uh, what, did, what did you think? What he thought? Well, we're talking about Tim Tebow. Tebow, and will he be Tim back? Tebow. Right, right. What is Tim Tebow? Well, Tim Tebow is a quarterback. Is Tim Tebow still in the league? No, but he's yeah. Well, right now he is. He's back with the the Eagles for a little test run. To see if he has a throw. Oh, he is? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's back for uh, a second. I don't know. Yeah, so that, what, yes. do you, what do you think about that? I think Tim Tebow is like, forget it. I think he's probably forgetting. my opinion. Yeah. I like the guy. I love the kid. I think I, he has a great work ethic. He's a, there's nothing wrong with him in the world. He's, yeah, like I said, uh, he's a motor I root guy. for him. I root for him to succeed. How can you not root for I him? Know, I know. I know. That's what Kelly But you knows. know what? Only so many people make it to the NFL. Tim Tebow is, just doesn't seem to be getting it. Right? I'm with you. I'm with you. That's probably what's going to happen. I'm rooting for him, though. I'm rooting for him to make the Eagles roster so that they suck. <laughs> if someone gets hurt. You, th- you think he'll actually do good? No. He's not going to make the roster. He'll be back on the SEC channel. You think, you could, you think he could beat the Steelers? Well, he, yes. He's yes. a quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess he did beat the Steelers. Jesus, what, did you walk into that? That's the sole subject. I shouldn't ask it. No, you screwed no, up. Too many Miller what's Lights. That? Too what's many that? Miller what's Lights. That? Yeah, we'll, we'll try to nix that. I could I could edit it out, but mm-hmm. I won't. Of course no. he can beat the Steelers. He beat them in the playoffs in a year where we had a lot of promise. It sucked. We would have played New England. We had beat New England already earlier that season. That damn Tebow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think people. Let's too, talk about let's talk about new things. What do you what do you think about Big Ben's contract? Do you think they did it in a good way? I do, I do, I do. We, we I think we got him cheap. Now, what 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 was the average over five years? I, I don't know the average over five years. He, so he's so it's over five well, years. He got, a, he got 100 million. He got 100 million for five years. Which is twenty million a year, but he got like fifty four million up front. In first yeah, season. it's essentially a three year. Like I, I think that million. was a great scope because because you know twenty million a year doesn't. There's a lot of shafty quarterbacks that aren't near as good as him making more, more money than that. I know, of course. No, I love so, uh, twenty. I, I think a hundred thousand a year for five years is a pretty good deal. Heck yeah, man! I'm in. My, my personal opinion. Of course, and, and I am glad I got I get to watch Big Ben for the next five years. Let's deal with it. I am too. I am too. It's going to be and, and, and be able to have a quarterback that's competent enough to like throw for five hundred yards. We we watched him throw for six well, touchdowns. You guys should be yards. excited about your running game. Yeah, yeah, we got we got that guy. I mean, I, I wish they would pay me that much money, but of course they don't. Oh, but, uh, dude, you, you got to be you got you got to be sexy like Ben. Big Ben's sexy. Well, twenty million a year is a lot of money for a guy, but I guess I guess that's what it takes now. It Would does. you rather have a defensive? I think tackle? it does. I think it does. 
I'm in. Yeah. I'm all in on that contract. Exactly. And Damian is a way better sports. I, I think I think they did a good job on it. I agree. I agree. Thank you guys for calling in. I'm I'm, I'm more than happy than watching them for the next five years. If they would have let them loose, I would have been like, oh, no. We're, what are you going to do now? What would the Steelers have if you let them loose? Nothing. That would have been the dumbest move ever. Well, it would be like the 1980s when we we went through like everybody. I know that would have been bad. It was terrible. I I I I I went through all that, man. So I'm glad they paid them the money. Anyhow, here's your dad again. All right, all right, Bar Crowd. All right, Bar Crowd. Right, we love you all. I right, love you too. All right, man. Love you. All right. The, this good. is my favorite segment. This is my favorite bit ever. The Bar Crowd. Bar Crowd. Okay, okay, come on. That's bar Crowd. Bar Crowd. Um. I love the signing of Big Ben. <laughs> you guys didn't hear about it three different times. Wait, who? What do you need? Can you turn the down? Down. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bar crowd segment is the best segment ever. Uh, I love the signing of Big Ben. Okay, we have a 754 number. I think it may be our trivia partner. It's Mr. You, Alex. You Alex, ready, is this Rob? you? Seven, seven, five, four. I'm glad to see you guys all still have control of the show. Did you like that? <laughs> of course, yes, of course we do. Man. I mean, we like to talk about Ben Roethlisberger's story four like times. ping pong. We love to talk about it. Tim Tebow. If Tim, Tim Tebow is a story now in the NFL, they win. He has no place in the NFL. They They win. This is propaganda. Oh my God! It, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it kind of well, I mean, and, and you, I do feel bad for the guy, in a sense where there may be a chance if he was had those same skills and didn't have the media surrounding the, him, surrounding him, that he could maybe join on a team and be a third string quarterback. Yeah, I look at the quarterbacks coming out now, and he's just as good. You know, but he, like, there's just no upside to signing him. He's yeah. never going to be a franchise quarterback. And he's going to be a backup. Zero. It's going to be a backup, maybe. And he does. He does have potential to be a, a, a serviceable quarterback, but not someone that's going to lead you to a championship, probably. And he no, brings too much somebody, media scrutiny. He's somebody to get people talking, and that's exactly what's happening. You know what I mean? It, it just leads into all this other stuff. You know what I mean? So it's it's that's a big win. Yeah, it is a big win. And like, I mean, good for him. I mean, I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's going back. You root for yeah. him. The guy, there's nothing wrong nothing with him. Wrong. His work yeah. ethic is unparalleled. Like I, I said, he is a high-energy, smart guy. You know, he might be... But I like the storylines. Don't the storylines regurgitate themselves? And I know it's because totally. he's doing, But he's figured out his throwing motion. Like, okay. He could throw a spiral. <laughs> oh, you know, it's hilarious. You guys he are great guys. Now. But you can't play quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know. It's... Yeah, it's, that was always his knock, though. He couldn't throw the ball. Like he had every other thing. You know, he could run, scramble. He threw it for one game. Well, that's what. Here's what does suck, though. Like, and as a Steelers fan, he threw it for one game, won a big, big time playoff game, had an yeah. incredible season. But he made or when given throws. the chance, and you and you actually catered the offense to him, he performed. He gets booted just because the Peyton Manning sweepstakes come comes around, and. He's out of the league after having like a, Nothing, a, a, yeah. a, a very, like one of the most successful seasons a quarterback in his <laughs> his tenure has had. 
because of it's his polarizing personality. Yeah. I don't know. So, so let, me, let me pose this hypothetical to you then. Could you plug Tim Tebow in to Seattle's offense and let him be successful? I can't believe it's I've, almost the same I, kind of thing. I almost can't believe I've I stopped. For, no, right. I th- no, I, no, it, no I, I really don't think so. I think Russell Wilson has a complete package to him. They might not allow him to just be a drop back quarterback servicing the whole field. He has that potential in him when he needs to do that. Uh, I, I I really think that he is but leaps he, and bounds a better quarterback. He is pre NFL trying to get rid of. Everybody, you get kicked off a team for a DUI now, and well, no. Tebow is the most squeaky clean person. Well, ever. No, He's exactly what your team wants. I'm not talking about that. You're talking about a team that has the number one defense in the world and maybe the number one running back in the world. I know, but could you put Tebow into that? Right, offense? And a guy who scrambles oh, around, extends plays forever, and then makes a throw. I think he'd be. I think he would win games. He's not going to be and a if Super can Bowl make winner. That throw now, right? Like, right, right. They we, say we, he would can? probably win games. Go nine and seven, ten and six. He's not. He's not a Super Bowl champion. That's, That's pretty successful, a... though, right? Yeah. Nine and seven. If he could go nine and seven with them, that's pretty damn successful. Well, nine and seven is probably not making the playoffs. And if you are, you're probably not going deep in the playoffs. I think there was that one year Seattle went in with like a, what seven and nine record. But uh, I don't think you can interchange Russell Wilson and Tim Tebow. Russell Wilson, I think, is a very high level. I think he makes all the throws, and he hasn't had to yet, but he hasn't had the receivers. The best receiver he's had is Piercy Harvin, and he he didn't work out with the team. Uh, I think that you're going to see a transition where there's going to be more workload put on uh, Russell Wilson's back. But uh, uh, Russell Wilson, I, I think he's somebody who is capable of 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, whereas I don't think you could ever see that out of uh, Tim Tebow. Right. And, he might, and, and, and Wilson might be capable. Wilson may be capable of that, yeah. but he hasn't had to do that. And so, like, I guess if you're trying to say, like, could Tebow have put up the same kind of numbers and stats that – he had, maybe he could maybe put up the stat lines, maybe. If he had a Calvin Johnson, but he couldn't have put up those crucial, crucial like the the win against the comeback where he has to throw the weird like two point conversion and all this kind yeah. of stuff. They just, I'll say athletically, they're probably just about the same. There's there's a different kind of mental makeup that Wilson has that maybe Tebow doesn't, and that's yeah. probably the biggest difference. But I mean, athletically, to me, there's no difference. What's well, the arm? Yeah, and I think Rob's right. It's the arm. I mean, Russell there's a Wilson lot more arm ball. strength. Behind the little, little, smaller Russell Wilson than there is uh, Tim Tebow. Yeah, right. the uh, the I, I think that um, the uh, I think it's going to be a lot different now with uh, Jimmy Graham in Seattle, and I think you're going to see his touch. You're going to see Russell Wilson's touchdown uh, numbers go up dramatically. There was I think that they said today yeah. that I think Jimmy Graham in not even a great season last year had more touchdowns than. Any tight, all the tight ends combined in Seattle since 2008. Oh, it, it, all right. You know, so, yeah, so Jeremy, Jeremy Stevens. <laughs> I want to hear those words again. Somebody's taking both of those guys. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm not. I'll take your. I'll take. Grant. I'll take them both. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I would take Russell and, Wilson and fantasy for sure. And Marshawn Lynch, I think, still. Yeah, I'm not taking Russell Wilson. I would take Russell no, Wilson no, in fantasy. No. I've had him before. Maybe now, yeah. I had him last year for plus six. His numbers are going to go up considerably. Especially goals. goals, What do you think, Rob? Here's what, Seattle has no chance of going back. 
Their, their defense has been depleted. A lot. That's a depletion. On I don't defense. know. When you still got those two safeties and Richard Sherman, yeah. I mean, that's the greatest part of their safe, of their defense. So You're talking it's a step-up motion. It's got to be a step-up, yeah. Everyone, that's what they've done. Everyone I mean, wants just, more, though. Everyone's getting contracts, leaving. They lost coaches, too. Yeah. Well, Baxter, that left, wasn't even supposed to be the – Jeremy Lane was supposed to be the one to step out up this year, and then Baxter just started over. Max Unger's gone. I, I don't like that at all. Well, um, that was actually know. a big issue for the running game because I think there was something like – the only th- there was only like three games in the past two seasons or so that uh, – uh, Marshawn Lynch had averaged like less than six, 70 yards or something, and it was all games that Max Unger didn't start in. So that will be a big issue. Yeah, I think it, But that's what's yeah. going to happen. You you win titles. No, they should have won but, two. They should have won two in a row. No, Seattle's so, going to be right back. Seattle will, Seattle will win the West. They'll be good. They're, yeah. they're, They'll definitely good. win the West. Well, well San Francisco. San down. No San Fran. No way. No way. I mean, I mean, Nick Foles might take Arizona is the only Arizona is a team that absolutely has a chance. There's no question about that. To, See, to, Rams have a chance. Yeah, Nick There's, Foles. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Nick Foles might take them to the promised land. You know, they I agree. I'm not sold on Seattle next year. I'm not. But I'm sold on them winning the West, not winning everything. That's gonna. That's a. That's a hard division. They're. That's a. It's so tough. early. The NFL just turns and churns and burns. Do we want to try to do trivia? <laughs> I mean, San Francisco is going to be quite a bit weaker, though. They're just not going to be as good. Well, I, think I mean, I think maybe St. Louis is getting better. San Francisco, yeah. Seattle's going to be better. And then you got Arizona. That's the wild card, really. All right. Well, I'm going to respect the phone lines, and we actually have another caller. We're going to bring on 571 area code. Caller, you're on the session. What's on your mind? I think I called in late, fellas. <laughs> you may have called in a little late. This is the this is this is the doctor. Give me a doctor. <laughs> Scott, what's, up, what's going on, Scott? How you, how you doing, my man? Good, good man, good. Uh, I think I missed my part of the show. Well, what do you mean? You don't have thoughts on Tebow? <laughs> um, compared to Russell Wilson, uh, who said Russell Wilson is a, a more arm strength than Tebow? That's, I do. Who was saying that? Rob. Did. We all did. Rob, Rob. I didn't Rob, say that. Rob loves Wilson Tebow, and Tebow. Tebow's a beast. It's, it's tough for him. Tebow's a beast. Yeah, I mean, the guy's big. He is. And he's a virgin. You know, at least one of his arms is pretty strong. He can't be. That <laughs> oh, is true. It is true. I, I, I think he could. Uh, Maybe that's why he can't throw spirals. Maybe he should get his cherry popped. Maybe he'd throw a tight spiral. I mean, look at Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods winning pop cherries, cherries popped everywhere, won everything. Stop doing that stuff. Sucks. That was awful. Why don't we look like Tiger Woods? We've seen this. I think the NFL's mandating it because he's so squeaky clean. So mandating what? That he gets his. They just. He, they, they need a player that can offset all the bad. Like, you're getting kicked off teams for DUIs now. Oh, you're thinking like bringing Tebow in is just good for PR? Yeah. Well, he's a good counterbalance. He hasn't exactly. beat up three or four wives and hasn't killed any wives. And it, it's press. This is March. This Nobody's is. ever won a game in March. <laughs> this is, it's all press. You know, I mean, Pebo, he's not going to sign with anybody. There's no goddamn way. P- and, and, and Peter King put out that article on uh, MondayMorningQuarterback.com. 
So all these teams that are in this free agency sweepstakes, it's basically all the AFC East teams that are trying to catch up to New England, and then Philly. The teams that jump in early, it's like a 90% rate where you stink. You don't make the playoffs. You don't have any chance of winning Super Bowls. Uh, Jumping into this free agency sweepstakes early is a mistake, no matter what team situation you're in. You need to develop them. You need to draft them, develop them. Yeah, Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers. And we haven't signed one free agent. We're the only team. Yeah, and I mean, and, and the Steelers do exactly what they do. They sit back, and it sucks. You yeah. actually signed two very big free agents. They just happened to be that they were your own. Well, they're, yeah, they're <laughs> Well, you're right, yeah. I mean, the, Steel- the Steelers kind of did the same thing. Like, wanted to sign Jason Worlds. Really, I wanted to sign Jason Worlds. That's so. Let's get into that. The situation now, where the people in the playoffs are, or people in the NFL are retiring, and Jason Worlds retires, and that's for religious reasons. But then you have uh, what's the San Francisco kid that just retired? Chris Borland. So Chris Borland. Borland. Yeah, Borland just retires in his prime. His second, second year. He year. was a rookie last year. And he was set to make a big payday because you got Navarro Bowman, who's been injured, and you have Patrick Willis, who Just is retired. retiring and was out much of last year. And this is a guy who only played, uh, I think, in eight or nine games last year. He started seven games. He was a third-round draft pick, and he led the team in tackles. So, yeah. I mean, he was, he was set, I mean, he was set up for – he wasn't making big bank as a third round draft pick from last year, but he was he was set up to make a big contract. And he's, uh, you know, a lot of people think like, well, um, you know, he, he, you get in and you get that one uh, big. Uh, I can't. It, not now with a rookie. Well, yeah, get yeah, the big contract. It, it, his and be, scale be is not no that big. Oh, not not at all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, we're not. You're not. You you may be making, in our minds, but for three years. Seven hundred thousand dollars or over a year for three years, but he just got it for one. So he didn't make you know nothing that's going to set his life up for forever. So he made a decision based off of not wanting to get concussed and live his life with brain injuries. So does this make the NFL nervous, right? So now you have guys dropping out because of hey, I don't want to get you know brain damaged or seriously injured. Do you think that this makes the league? Nervous, any? You know, of course, of course, of course it does. damage control that they have to do. Well, yes. here, here's the thing: the uh, you have for for everybody who's retired, and I think that most everybody, even the ones that haven't admitted it, I think it's I think it, that there are injury concerns, and people are really starting to see the unravelings of what concussions and head trauma can do to you, and it's like as bad in a lot of cases as you know war trauma, and. Uh, I think that there are. I think most everybody who's left. I think it is really. It comes down to fear of you know permanent uh, damage. I think that Chris Borland's just the first to really express it, uh, and I think I really think that uh, it, it's such a sticky wicket uh, because the NFL has to kind of do an about face and accept this and kind of praise. Chris Borland for what he's doing, but at the same time, it's kind of shooting them itself in the foot because they can't really endorse him. Endorsing him retiring is kind of saying, "Yeah, you're right. You know, it is dangerous. It is a bad thing." But 
I think that something happened in that uh, San Francisco. I mean, lots of things happened last season in the San Francisco 49ers locker room, a lot of falling apart. But you always hear about, like, you know, so-and-so, the, they had so-and-so come in and give a pep talk or such, such. So I think something in the past, in the last season happened in San Francisco that really got under a lot of Because that's just too much going on there and too many people. Uh, retiring. I can't think of that, that that there's any correlation to like Harbaugh leaving and so forth to him. I'm not leaving. saying Harbaugh leaving, but, 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 but in the same ways. Thing. But I mean, but but with the concussion thing, I mean, there's no service. No, I'm saying so. that they had they probably have had somebody touch their lives, come in and talk to them on their practice yeah. squad, somebody that so and so played well, in college that they've seen now who is not. Well, I mean, uh, and look and look at so like ESPN just did a story on him, and, and you can't. So Ben Utech. Uh, Lord, I mean, Indianapolis Colts. Um, uh, He was the Minnesota tight end. Uh, ESPN just did a story on him. Like, Ben Utex, just, he's 36 years old. He's younger than us. So ESPN just ran a story on him. Speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a little younger. They just did a story on him. Young guy uh, standing with one of his best friends, and and they were talking about a wedding. And he asked why he wasn't invited to the wedding, and he was like in the wedding, and he gave like a speech during the wedding, and he's already suffering from uh, memory. Me- memory loss. Thirty six, thirty seven. Uh, the thing is very real. I mean, these boxers get punched out. Um, they've developed it. People kind of turn a blind eye. NFL becomes the biggest machine, the biggest distributor of marketing, biggest distributor of whatever, everything, entertainment. Mm-hmm. But you it's, know it's at the forefront. It, you know that going in. You don't boxer. know. It. I don't know. I, yeah, I, you do. Yeah, it's, I understand that. But I understand that. But of course. But to get to the question, what Rob was asking, is that, or, 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 or what uh, Alex asked, does it scare him? Yeah, of course, the NFL scared. I mean, there's no question they're scared. There are no, they're trying to no to to, to, become, to be the best league in the world. You need the best talent to play in that league. You need the kids from five years old and on to be in the pee wee leagues and to do this. I'm about to have a kid next month. I don't think and she's a, she's she. But if it was my if my my son, I don't know if I'm putting them in a place where their head's going to get smashed around. If I if I can go to uh, soccer or something else, I don't know football. that. I know it's a question that's going to be asked. The NFL is scared to death, yeah. and they should be, and they should be, and it's going to change well, the game. It will. It's going to change the game. Be. So I, you know what I would watch, and you, you know me, I'm conspiracy theory guy normally. So I would, I keep an eye on. So what's what's going to go on with like reporting of this? You know, because the NFL's got a lot of tentacles, right? So look at shows. So there was a, a show uh, just got just got bumped off the air this week, right? The Sapiens are retired, and the the what was it called? The Man Cave. They canceled that because. The Redskins didn't like the yeah, we, reporter who happened to be on the show hosting it, yeah, we, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but so that's just locally, right? So I mean, we're, I mean, the league wide has a lot of power, man, and they can squash and do a lot of misdirection on a lot of different things. It, it really does. It's like a show that was, and this is locally here. So Jason Reed is a writer for the Washington Post. He's a great writer. He's uh, yeah, followed in awesome. the foot, followed in the footsteps of uh, Michael Wilbon and uh, and uh, Tony Kornheiser as being the, the columnist for the sports section. But he's been critical of the Washington Redskins. And Dan Snyder is so sensitive to this. So controlling. But it's just, 
it's just asinine when you have a team that has been terrible for for 20 plus years. I mean, the calmness in the area can't like put a rosy picture on that. You can't blame Jason Reed for doing that. But first of all, so the Red Zebra Network that's in here, 94.3 locally, hires the man cave. Jason Reed is supposed to start his show on Monday. On Saturday, like, it's almost like Dan Snyder, like, Dan Snyder just cannot have a good series of months. Like, he was almost, like, in a good light for a second. And then he just has to put himself into a bad light again. Wonder if he's watching he Fox fires the entire you. show. These people change their lives. The, the, the co-host of the show is a co-host on another show that he got his job back. He had to go crawl back and get it. Jason Reed is now stuck in a paradox. Like, yeah. right? He doesn't know what to do. They had a show starting Monday, and Dan Snyder came down from his ivory tower and just crushed it. Just, like, slammed it down because Jason Reed was a critic of the Washington Redskins. More, like, even deeper into it, the production, the, the PD program director got uh, got fired that Thursday, and no one saw the writing on the wall. They were like, oh, that's weird. That he, and he was the one that hired the show. Yeah. So I guess he got hired underneath Dan, Dan Snyder's thumb, and he didn't realize who they hired. He hired like the columnist. That's like the Tony Kornheiser of the of our generation. And you don't realize you just hired him to do a freaking show that starts Monday, and he fired him the, yeah. that weekend. Yep. the The reach of the NFL and the power is amazing to control the message. It's the president. But, he didn't go right over. But it's there but it's very easy to not let that happen. Unlike unlike. This is a day and age where we have these forums, you know, Twitter, Facebook, podcasts, anything else. We, we're not worried about that. It is sad to like watch like Dan Snyder, yeah, fire a show on his own network that they all feel obviously had to sign like more than one pa- piece of paper, right? Like I don't understand how he didn't know. He knew, and he just was ignorant. Like I said, I wonder if he'd seen the fox catcher. <laughs> He's just John Dupont's. Well, well, he, he probably did. He probably did like that just to burn him, you know. Got the guy's hopes up, wait till the last minute, and then pull the rug out just to be mean about it, you know. Dude, I he knew what was going on. He he knew what he was doing. He was firing. That was just an extra dick move on his part. I think that's. I think. I think you're. Okay, right? I think that's precise. I think honestly, that's exactly what it is. There's no way that you have all these people change their whole lives and like quit jobs. Start to fire sign a contract. I mean, they're getting they're they're still getting getting paid. They're, these contracts for the, they're unionized. I mean, they're getting yeah. paid for this. Like Dan Snyder took a Dan Snyder's like I'm paying you, but you're not going to be on my airwaves. And there's, I mean, there's no. But you know who the big loser is there though? Andy Poland. No, he, I, he, I got, agree. he got bumped. He got bumped from the sports reporters for Cooley, who's. I don't really care for. Sucks. Got some good insight, but I don't care for him. And then he gets bumped in the morning for a show that's canceled before it even starts. I know. And now, and now they bring they bring Poland back in. Like, how can they do that? He's the best. They're running tape in the morning. I think that stinks. Out of all the people on 980, Poland is the absolute best. And he gets he gets. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He got screwed. That stinks. And that's the Dan Snyder thing. Screw you, Dan Snyder. Screw you. Screw you. Yeah, he can fire you from your own show, man. He can. Yeah, he probably could fire us from our podcast, Rob. <laughs> if Dan's not here. Hey, boys, I'm dropping off. But first, can I give you a riddle before I go? Yes, yeah, I get one riddle. All right, two guys are in a boat. Both have a cigarette, but no matches. How do they get the cigarette lit? This is from Batman, by the way. 
an actual Riddler joke. Damn. They throw one cigarette overboard and make the boat a cigarette lighter. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's an actual Riddler. I like it. And that was a Riddler laugh. All right, boys. I'll see you all next Wednesday. Thank you, Al. See you. Yeah. All right. You know what? The phone lines are blowing up. So we're going to we're gonna do another phone line. Scott, stay on, baby. We're keeping you on for the whole, whole, whole ride. All right. All right. We have a 571 area code that's not Scott. <laughs> I do one. <laughs> You're on the session. What's on your mind? Hey, please. I'm calling from Rancid Stone because I'm listening to yours on my phone. So we yeah. have. So I'm calling in because when you talked about, but I'm now I feel like I'm late because you guys talked about a whole lot of other stuff and you brought up the fact about like the Pee Wee Football League. And I just feel like, as a parent of a child that loves football and is in the Pee Wee Football League, just to let everybody know. There are a lot of things in place coaches now have to have. It's not just, hey, my dad can walk and go, I want to coach. They can be certified. They're learning safety. They have to go through seminars. It's a whole difference between when Mason started this at five till now. Yeah. It sucks because there's such a negative thing on it. But it's like, what do you do? You know Mason, obviously. <laughs> it's like, that's his love. That's his passion. And... I would love to say, don't let him play and let's put him on to soccer, but he doesn't want to do that. But there are lots of things in safety. safety. They learn how to go down on a tackle. It's very different than what they used to, so I think it's good what's Thank going on yeah. in with the NFL and there's lots of things in place. I just want to say that. <laughs> no, no I, no, I think in, in the safety of it, the head trauma to the kids is like a big deal. And you're right, and, and now they're figuring out the – the, the tackling techniques and not leading with the head. And, and it is true. Oh, the first time you put those pads scary. on, the first time you put those pads on and any kid that's ever put a football pads on, you feel invincible. Well, the moment you can't feel mm-hmm. like normal stuff, you're just like running into people and you can't feel it. I mean, it's a nat- it's just a natural kid like re- reaction to like hit someone as hard it's as you fun. can. Right. Right. It, and I think it goes with the, with the coaches and the learning that they're going through. Oh, and I think it's the difference between a great coach and just somebody who walks on, which they cannot do any longer. They have to be certified. There's lots of safety oh, yeah. things that are put it, that are put in place. There's lots of training. There's learning how after a kickoff, how you take the ball, just fall on it, how to fall on it. And there's just so many things that have been put in place i think to try to get that stigma off of it, jesus definitely Christ. when did you become such a like soccer mom we were my sister we used to like party and she like, sounds like she's heads up certified scott what happened to my sister did you have you listened to her <laughs> this is terrible this is scott no, what, what's going on <laughs> we're obviously like you know the football hey Mason's like a little niche which is just crazy because <laughs> NFL. I know everything about the NFL because it's on my TV twenty four seven from my he's, son. <laughs> he's an athlete. Your your kid's an athlete. Like like he's done like like he wins stuff. I never won anything except for like back <laughs> no, loser no. work. Are you guys still on Scott? Scott, Scott are you still party? on? We didn't talk about the Honda because actually you brought up you wrecking the Honda and then Rains was like, I thought you wrecked the Honda. I was like, oh, Mitch wrecked the Honda first. And then I wrecked the Honda. Rob the Honda, Honda wrecking story was a lot worse because Rancy literally had to call Dad and he had to come get us, and that was not a pretty, pretty scene. <laughs> the Honda being wrecked. <laughs> Rance was like, "What? I thought we wrecked the Honda." And I was like, eh, 
We did, but Mitch did no, first. I was the first one. <laughs> I was absolutely the first one. Right on, you were the first person. I can't hear anything. <laughs> I was blasting through my ears. I know, it sucks. Are we good there? Can you hear now? Good fun happy meeting. Alright. I don't know what's going on there. We have little little problems there. Um, Scott, are you still on? The doctor. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Alright. So, we're at the end of the show. Uh, we, be- we, we, we begin the show uh, talking about our dear friend Dan. And I want... You two knew him very well. Uh, Scott, you knew him better than probably anyone in this room. Uh, and, and then when you called in, you said you may have called in for the wrong segment. Uh, we, we, we were just talking about uh, Dan's impact and, and literally how, how, how he's affected and touched so many people. Like, and what, 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 you, what you see in these trying times is how many people in the last 20 plus years that we knew him that just had good times and got to see like uh, what a great guy he was. Oh yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I was talking to Pal today. We brought up the we brought up the cars, and Dan was actually the master of wrecking cars. You might have wrecked your Honda, but <laughs> Dan had the record for wrecking two cars in three days. Yeah, <laughs> he wrecked. And then I had a t- what what Pal didn't know is after he wrecked those two cars and he got the Jeep, do you remember the red Jeep he had for a little bit? Yeah. He let that roll down the driveway and hit a tree at Hog's house. So I guess Pal never learned about that. <laughs> <laughs> so he truly was a master of wrecking cars. <laughs> I think he wrecked almost every car like he, he ever had. And then, like, yeah, exactly. So I, I was talking with Pal the other day and we were talking about other cars. And he's like, I didn't even know he had that car. I'm like, yeah, he wrecked that one too. <laughs> <laughs> every story, every every story dealt with that. Every story ever. Um, we're going to remember him forever. And uh, he was, again, producer of the show, co-host of the show. And He's the first producer, wasn't he? Absolutely. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, we like to act like the show was like, well, I'm like producer of the show. Well, well, I did it in my basement while he was my roommate. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I like to try to hype it up. Like we drove to some like studio in DC. <laughs> now we just came downstairs, plugged in the microphones, Rob and noodle came over and we would just do this debacle. <laughs> and it was fun and he made it better. And, um, we're going to miss him. We're going to miss him. Uh, thank you all for calling in. Uh, see you all tomorrow night. Uh, his uh, again, his uh, for the we have a lot of Falk here listeners. Again, the viewing is tomorrow from five to seven at Moser, uh, and the funeral is at eleven o'clock. Rob, what's the church name? Saint James. Saint James Episcopal Church. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, give us a listen next week. Uh, Dan, rest in peace, buddy. We'll see you on the other side. It's dark and hell is hot. Ain't no sunshine when it's home. Only darkness every day. Ain't no sunshine when it's home. Cause when it's home, your niggas know to be gone. Every time, cause we don't play. Turn out the lights, is what niggas be saying. Now you don't wanna fight, but y'all niggas be playing. Thinking it's alright, keep playing with that boat.